like really young kids you know? yeah but, and honestly it's scary like i hope that's not representative of all the young kids out there because like no, that's all that's the young kids as a country then we're kind of like yeah so you got to pipe piper them into the right direction but hey you got to be the ringleader in the future so. yeah i think I wanna... comics are great for that yeah one thing, so your live shows and your virtual shows are kind of crash landing together. Can you talk about your upcoming live event? Uh, granted, it's Halloween right now, but uh, you have you and uh, Christopher are doing a show at the Moscone Center. Yeah, so we get an email from this uh, convention, uh, Fan Expo at Moscone SF, and they're like, do you guys want to stream, or no, they said record what you're doing on our like stage at the conference. And uh, I was like, hell yeah. I was like, but we do a live stream. And then he said at the Moscone Center, the Wi-Fi is really bad. So they, they won't do a live stream, but they'll do like a three camera shoot recording where they like edit it, like people edit it and stuff. And it was just live, like from the people who were there. And I was like, obviously I really want to. Hey everybody. It's Tuesday, it's high noon. You're listening to Mutiny Radio. Dot .fm and dot .sf Shout out to J.W. Buell Passed Quite a few years ago, but Still, you can find The Morning Train On Mutiny Radio Uh, I missed that guy Cool So, Latoya the Sheriff of Truth Is back Is back Is back from Portugal and she's going to be here in a few minutes, I'm assuming. That would be great. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen today. I'm going to meet the uncertainty with bravery. That's, that's my new plan. Everything is uncertain. I can't find my old poetry. Maybe it's here. My thesis. And uh, I have all these poems. Ugh, that was flarfing Descartes. Anyways, words, putting them together. All right, I'm really excited to hear how the Sheriff of Truth, that her trip, how it was in uh, sunny old Portugal. The past couple weeks, I've been watching her pictures on the Facebooks, and I'm like, oh, so beautiful over there. And it looked like she had a really super great time. All right, enjoy a little bit of Cope. Oh, let me plug everything, right? I'm sorry, I haven't been putting out the newsletter. I've been so lazy after the festival. I've just like, ugh, the business of life and everything else and waiting on this grant and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But fingers crossed. Uh, tonight, OMG, six o'clock, two for one Wells. Hot bartender, horny crowd. Now that's what they say on their other stuff. It's really funny, but uh, that's going on tonight for me. But that's it. That's the only thing I'm doing, which is good because I've been booked so much. It's like, woof. Uh, and then Wednesday, 7 o'clock, Baby Blues Barbecue. Thursday, I'm at Alameda Comedy Club doing a roast battle against the Lee Wyatt. I'm screwed. I've never done a roast battle before. And... I probably should do a little research, not on Lee, I know him, he's a friend of mine, but on uh, how to do that. <laughs> so I'm going to, I, I'm going to try to kill him with kindness and um, 
we'll see how it works and and dress like a professor or something i don't know what i'm to try to look smarter than i am okay uh enjoy some of oh and then friday i'm in hayward which is interesting um sean boyles has a show somewhere that i'm on in hayward like i think i'm so confused for everything right now um just because i've got i have to check my phone but that's high class problems right you know 415-550-0511 down here on the corner 21st in florida away and for the sheriff of true probably about noon 30. she'll come rolling 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 in the door uh so listen to some cope and then i'll put on something else uh until then so that i can promote on the facebooks and be like are you guys coming tonight to the omg at six o'clock are you gonna come please i'm gonna do it you gonna come tell some jokes Okay, actually, before I get started with that, I have this new premise that I'd like to work out for a second with you. Um, so I was drinking, I really enjoyed drinking milk, and I have a joke about uh, pumping my own tit juice to make TH cheese to save the vegans because it's 100% consent-based milk, using my body the way God intended, et cetera, et cetera. That, that's not necessarily the language of the joke, but that's... TH cheese is the punchline, right? Okay. So, I started thinking about it this morning after I got super high, that breast milk is made by a human woman, and it's a nutritive source that's a secretion from a bodily orifice or a membrane or whatever. Anyways, we secrete this nutritive liquid and nobody thinks this is weird. And then we even go as far to get that nutritive liquid from other animals, which I think is wacky. But that's a woman, women do it, right? Or girl cows or whatever. And nobody thinks it's gross and nobody thinks it's weird. Like everybody's cool with it, right? So isn't jizz like a nutritive source? Why have we not normalized? I mean, this could be the key to solving world, world hunger. No, I mean, right? And it's because it, it never, you can constantly produce it. Like women can only produce, they can only secrete this fluid after they've certain hormones, you know? I'm sure that you could boost it with hormones. You could take some and make it happen. Um, but, or the suckling or the, you know, but your body does it, right? So why, why have we not normalized the consumption of jizz? Because it's protein and it has, a, it has a calorie source. I'm telling you, solving world hunger. Am I an insane person? I think I'm a philosopher, I think at heart, and I'm not really a comedian. I'm really just a poet and a philosopher. And these are the important questions that derive from my explorations of feminism in that we've normalized women's secretions and yet we haven't done that for guys and what why why not because like think about it. breast milk's kind i mean it's 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 a secret it comes out it's so weird right like that you make this thing inside your body like what other but i mean jesus it's like baby cannibalism, 
Right? Okay. Maybe that's the end of that joke. Baby cannibalism. Uh, Kope, the Japanese Bjork. And we'll be back. Pretty funny that the yogurt song was on when I was talking about all that weird jizz stuff. Yeah, yogurt, good stuff. Um, until the Sheriff of Truth arrives, I'm going to be playing some Found Round Sound, which is an amazing show on Sundays from noon to two with Scott Tau Walker. It's the companion show to Flat Black Plastic, which is every Saturday from noon to two here at mutinyradio.fm in .sf. Uh, so enjoy that. And uh, she's going to be here, and I'm so excited to talk about Portugal and what it's like to be, like, the impressions right now of being over there. And that, oh, my God, the dollar is like a dollar three to the euro. I need to look it up for today. I'm obsessively looking at it. And, um, all right, Founder on Sound.
are joined. The magic, uh, the mystery, the great times from Portugal. It's Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth. Woo! Yeah, sorry I'm not in the studio. I had a late, late uh, flight getting back into SF, so please forgive me, y'all. Yeah, uh, ex- so I'm just I'm so excited to hear about your your trip and what it's like to be an American in Portugal right now, and how much poop you saw on the street, or how much poop you didn't see on the street. Um, it was great. I actually, you know, this time was a little bit different because I didn't have to do as much of the touristy thing. And this time it was kind of like someone else's tour guide. So we had some friends uh, that came with us. And then I have some friends that actually live uh, in Portugal now who I got to visit. So I got to, we got to go to a smaller town, uh, which is in the center of the country called Estremoj. And so my friends, uh, they live there. And so it was nice to experience that. Um, I got to hang out with more Afro-Portuguese. That was really cool. And then we also took a one of the uh, best parts of the trip um, that I got a lot of knowledge from was uh, we took the uh, tour of the history of the slave trade in Portugal. What? Yeah. I didn't so, know that. That's right. That Portugal made a lot of money. They were the tiny, were tiny the country. They were the ones that kicked off the, the slave trade. Right, because and that's why they speak. That's why they speak Portuguese in uh, Brazil, right? Yes, that is why exactly, and that is why that you know there's a large, large um, uh, diaspora, people of the diaspora in Brazil. So Brazil got the majority of people during the Middle Passage. Uh, I believe about seventy-three or eighty percent of Africans were shipped to Brazil. So when people talk about North America having the largest slave trade, I beg to differ. I always tell people this all the time. Brazil got the most. And Brazil, for those who don't know, was the last of uh, the hemisphere, of this hemisphere, to end the slave trade. Wow. This was in 1888. So that is 22 years, excuse me, 23 years after us, which was uh, here in 1865. Wow. And one of the reasons why Brazil ended their slave trade wasn't because it was the kindness of their heart. It was the fact of the matter. Brazil was starting to, like, it, during this time, you know, they started to look a little bit barbaric by trading people in and having slave labor. Now, we know that still exists, especially to this very day. But the fact that they were still trafficking yeah. Didn't look so good for to the rest of the world, which the rest of the world was moving on by this point, you know. And they also got into the Berlin Conference. If those who don't know anything about the Berlin Conference, please read up about it. Is the scramble for Africa? So that includes all of those European countries, mostly like Germany, fucking Dutch. Oh, right, France, right, right. Portugal, like, England, you know. Sierra so, Leone, and, that whole area that the the um. Côte d'Ivoire, the Ivory Coast. Yes. They all speak French because the French uh, colonized there. And isn't it strange that they we use the word colonization as that it's it's like not a like a a takeover of someone else's like a commandeer. We're like, oh well, it, it's colonization. It's like no, we just stole the land from people. Like yeah, it's resources, everything. Yeah. And you know what's 
sorry, stole the people. I mean, they didn't just steal the land from the people. They actually stole the people. <laughs> yes. Terrible. It's like, what? It's, but when do we, it's the same problem. When do we see humans as humans? When do we see the intrinsic value of humanity? Or do we? Do we not? Maybe we don't. And if we don't, man, there's already uncertainty and I'm scared. But, and so I want to actually, like, what did you, is Portugal like a dream world like Greece is? Is it clean and people are nice? And I mean, because you're not. There's, people are nice. Yeah. I, I mean, I, it was great. You know, I always appreciate the Portuguese people. I do. Um, I like the fact that this time around I saw a lot more diversity. Uh. So not only just Afro-Portuguese, but you had a lot of Muslims and you had a lot of uh, Southeast Asians there. And here's something else that I didn't know. But I had an idea, but I was hard to present. They also, during the slave trade, that would include Goa and Southeast uh, Asians. So some of them were also taken as well. Oh. So there's another, uh, you know, people in Portugal like to kind of bury the history of these things, which now they're trying to basically have plaques of different areas where this is where... Uh, where some of the slaves were sold. This is wow. one of the auction houses, stuff like that. Well, it's land. But it's the same thing as like land acknowledgement. It's 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 like okay. land acknowledgement. It's saying we did this. This happened. We need to acknowledge it, and that's the only way to sort of start any process of healing and and take away any bitterness from like being enslaved fucking people. <laughs> I <Right>. mean, <laughs> how do you I, remove the bitterness of like? I you know. I will say this, too, you know, along with what I saw, the first thing I saw when I landed in Portugal was even in advertising how much diverse it's been since 2019. That's when I was there the last. And even in their ads, you see all types of people. Um, The good thing is people still speak English and Portuguese. So, um, but (laughs) fun fact, if you guys ever go to Portugal, be cautious with Google Translate because it is Brazilian Portuguese, oh. not Portugal Portuguese. So it's the same language, but then it isn't. So it's kind of like for those who speak Spanish, you know, Spanish from Spain is going to be different from Spanish from like Puerto Rico or Mexico. Right. So that's just a fun fact for anyone who wants to travel and use Google Translate. So, oh, thanks, Buck. Um, but the people were nice. I noticed, of course, in the town of Estremoz, um, it's older. It's a little bit more conservative. Um, things are closed on Sunday, which, Ooh. you know, and then everyone has, like, family dinner or uh, early family brunch on Sunday. That's cool. So, But it was really nice to get a little bit of that, of the countryside, that is not as touristy rather than the fast pace of Lisboa. Yeah, I mean, it's so cool if you get to just be a part of the city or part of the town or a part of the culture as a person who, like, lives there as opposed to being a a tourist. It's always neat to, like, have that inside view. I'm totally down with all that. Like, and this was the perfect time to travel. The dollar was on fire. Like, right yesterday, the it was a dollar. So... The, the the euro is less than the dollar right now, which is crazy. It hasn't it hasn't been like that in in like twenty years, and uh, that the dollar is more. It. <laughs> yeah, that it's just amazing because I've been there where it was like it 
you know, a couple of years ago, I guess it was almost it was a euro was worth like a dollar eighty. It was almost two dollars per euro, which is insane, because it's like, oh my god, when you're traveling, you just all your money's cut in half. But now that it's even, it, like it's a it's now's the time. Yeah, it is even. I did notice that. I also did notice there's the exchange rate was higher. It was like thirteen or either twelve or fourteen percent of the exchange rate. So. If you guys decide to travel to anywhere in Europe where they t- uh, be care, I would suggest using a currency exchange <laughs> before using the ATM or a bank because they will charge you for a currency exchange. Yeah, absolutely. But um, other than that, things are still kind of still reasonable. Um, yes, what was the your- euro is about the same amount as the dollar. But again, it's all about where you go in Portugal. Like we always went to the mom and pop places the majority of the time. Where, you know, you could get a plate of sardines, uh, potatoes, bread, salad. Everything is going to be like 12, 10 to 12 euros. Okay. So what was your favorite thing that you ate the whole time you were there? Was there something that's specifically Portuguese? (laughs) What? Anything that swam. Oh, oh, good. uh, I had a lot of sardines, of course. I had a lot of uh, basra, which is their kind of known fish. I had a bunch of squid. Ooh, I uh, love squid. I had uh, a lot of uh, pastries. Oh, pastries. Oh. oh. I had so many pastries. Uh, I had the um, uh, the cod cakes a lot. Oh, uh, the bacalao. The pastels. The, uh, uh, the pastels. I brought some home. Oh. Sausages. <laughs> I brought some of those home. Hell yeah. Uh but the pastry, oh, God, the pastries, especially the savory pastries. There's this one pastry, which is an empanada, but their version uh, was kind of different, and it had, like, stuffed chicken in it. It was, it's still my favorite pastry that I found this trip, so, Ooh. and I want to find it here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they got to find the Portuguese bakery. I have never even heard of one. But there's got to be one. There's got to be. Oh, I know. The Portuguese, they make this really great thing, and it's in Hawaii, the malasadas. They're the deep-fried donut things that are cinnamon sugar, and I've only gotten them in Hawaii, but they're Portuguese. So I'm like, okay, malasadas. Oh, I don't think I hate those. Anyway, well, it's just because the Portuguese, there's some Portuguese roots in Hawaii, on, on the island of Kauai. It's, it's weird, but, you know... The yeah. the white diaspora. <laughs> <laughs> Another place that got colonized. Isn't that isn't that funny though that they they when white people do it they call it colonizing and when people of color do it they call it diaspora. Yeah, <laughs> it's so weird. This was my other thing that I I figured out today for feminism because I was thinking about tit milk. I was thinking about how women when they have babies or baby like cows or whatever, female species, when they, they can secrete a liquid from their body that has nutritive value and caloric content, right? And we've, that, that's so weird. And we've just normalized that. We're like, oh yeah, this thing that this animal secretes, we're totally cool with, we drink that. that that's food for us, <laughs> right? We're, that's food and we accept that universally. But then I was thinking men 
their jizz has caloric content and nutritive value and and it's it never ends that they can make it all the time maybe that's the key to ending world hunger why has no one ever thought of this that we've normalized a liquid secretion from women to to be eaten it's like baby cannibalism we're fine with that but we haven't engineered a way to take a completely sustainable caloric food stuff am, am i a crazy person did i just no. say did i just solve world hunger or well you've been talking about making breast milk cheese right. so <laughs> yeah it's not far off it's not i mean far people off. like some cultures even here people eat the baby's placenta because it has a lot of protein. Mm. So there's that factor. And the nu- it's supposed to have like the nutrients or whatever of the... Mm-hmm. And that, well, you're supposed yeah. to eat it so it goes into your breast milk so you give it a, that all back to the baby. Which is weird. But, that, but cats do that too. When a cat has babies, they eat the placenta off the babies. That's like how they get them out, you know? It's so weird though that we've normalized this you know cannibalistic or this like eating of secretion but only from women why not why not just why are there not like factories that i don't know spin it like because milk you know arguably is weird and gross and they pasteurize it and it turns into something why aren't they taking jizz and putting it through some kind of you know machine and like putting chocolate with it, like chocolate jizz, like bars I or protein a, things. I might have a theory why. Don't men hold more are are more disease carriers? You know, for example, when it comes to sexually transmitted. Oh. Yeah, but this is a theory. I don't know a hundred percent. Sure. You know, men tend to carry, like for example. Women don't pass on HIV to each other unless there is a male involved, correct? But if you eat it, can you you can't get HIV from eating jizz. Like if it's a, a, a if right it was pasteurized or something. But that's the thing is it wouldn't necessarily matter where it came from because cows all the all the cows that we squeeze their tits that all goes together to this weird vat and then it all gets hom- homogenized or whatever pasteurized whatever words they use. So wouldn't they be able to pasteurize jizz so they could like you know do some process with it and then it's like a protein source. I know, I'm crazy. I don't know. I- I'm sorry. I'd rather eat the ladies. Yeah, I know, but then why <laughs> is that? You know, I'm just I don't know. I'm just I, I trying to think about feminism in our bodies and how it's like fucking magic and insane. I, it's insane that we can have me, babies. My opinion is because women clean we clean our bodies out naturally, huh. you know, like even like with every first of the month or what have you. That is cleaning out naturally. Um, As for men, men tend to be more disease carriers. Um, That might be it. And then on top of that, this is just my opinion. I don't think men take care of themselves as much as women do Hmm. when it comes. And then, you know, again, women's bodies 
especially when it comes down to like our ovaries and the vagina, we it's a we automatic it automatically cleans itself. Right, right, right. It's so, a self cleaning oven. Unless you have like you a know. weird bacterial infection or something happens. But then you know and then you take care of it or whatever. This is I mean, it's it's I think it's insane that we're just discussing this as if it's a normal thing. Um <laughs> but yeah, it's some kind of jizz cheese to save the entire world. I, I think it's a new it's a new joke premise for me, but also just that I'm I'm a fucking philosopher, man. I'm a I'm a poet. <laughs> I'm gonna compare myself to Socrates here. I should never write any of this shit down. I'm gonna get us all in trouble. So. <laughs> yeah, dude. I find out this week. This has been a crazy week for me because um, I'm trying to face the uncertainty with bravery. But I find out this week if I get that grant or not. And if I don't get that grant, I know, I find out. And it's it's killing me. It's not killing me. I mean, I'm trying to I'm trying to embrace the concept that I don't have to make this decision. It's being made for me. But then once that decision is made, it's either like I'm rolling back like I I'm 100% in with mutiny if either that becomes the case and I because I've been kind of dialing it back since the festival but I'm waiting on this grant so I either am just like gangbusters full bore crazy crazy excited about it like hell yeah or I'm like holy fuck I've got six weeks to dismantle this shit wow you know and like and and I've got six weeks to figure out well like I because I don't want to I'm not paying rent I'm not paying rent at my place you know, uh, starting in January, because I know I know what money is over in Europe right now. I know what my economy would be over there, and I can't waste a penny here. I can't waste a penny more in this stupid city. Let me tell you this this thing that happened. This is absolutely insane. Last week, I was in. I think it was like Thursday. I was in the Walgreens on Twenty Third and Mission, and I'm going in the door, and they only have one door open, so you can only go in and out one door. And I'm going in the door, and like. Four or five children kind of come skipping, running out, and they've got bins filled with toilet paper and other paper products, tampons, and not things like, and then I like walk in, I'm like, I think they're stealing things. And then five other kids, and they all had masks on and stuff. They were, I'm sure they were under 18. They also come running out with like toilet paper. So they went in and they got the bins that were on sale, and then they filled the bins with paper products, and then they ran into the street. And all I can think is San Francisco, you fucking assholes. There's children stealing paper products, and across the street there's a $17 burger with no fries. What the fuck is Wait, wrong what? with San Francisco that we've got $18 sandwiches fucking on 20th and Bryant here. $18, you know, fucking cheesesteaks. Jesus Christ, doesn't even come with a bag of chips. We've got children fucking stealing paper products from Walgreens because what they're they're not going to If I was a child, I'd steal. What do you think? Alcohol, candy, but there no, uh, you know, like film, weird camera equipment, whatever they have, Walgreens. But they took toilet paper. So, anyways, because, I, I think this city is that falling was something apart. Obviously, that that's a necessity. You know, it's not like they're stealing bubble gum or toys yeah. or you know condoms. Which, well, actually, maybe they, they might have stolen condoms. I don't know. I just saw all the toilet paper, like big, huge bins, bags of toilet paper, and I'm like, but that just makes me so sad that that children are stealing toilet paper, and then it makes me think that you know Starbucks could fucking 
save everybody by just giving away free napkins, like free napkins for everyone, paper products to save the world. And then next at Starbucks, they'll have some kind of workshop for questionably housed people on how to shit in a cup. They'll be like, here, poop in this cup. So it works every time except with the diarrhea is what I've heard because then it splashes <laughs> everywhere. But th- if that really happened that I saw there were like a small gang of 10 children stealing twi- stealing paper products. San Francisco, what have you done? You've, you've ruined it. And that's the other thing. So if I don't get this grant, if the city doesn't give me the grant, then it's like, San Francisco, what have you done? What have you done? You've pushed out all the artists. You've pushed out all the culture and the cool shit that was here. You pushed out all the poets. You've put- What do you want? You just want like vapid tech people to like walk. I mean, what do you, what do they want? What do they want this well, city to be? Well, that's not even a guarantee right now, my dear, because there's a bunch of layoffs going oh, on right. in that area as That's well. true. The Twitter layoffs and the, yeah. Meta. Right, the Facebooky stuff. Uh-huh. And like, yeah. Thousands of people. Right. Thousands. That's, it's just, it's, it's, uh, it's, what have you done, San Francisco? Look what you've done. Which is why, I mean, hey. And it's crazy because I'm still a socialist, right? So if they give me that 50 grand, I mean, I got, I got, I have got this on lockdown for two years, which sounds like an impossible thing, but it's absolutely not. It's a hundred percent possible. And that's awesome. But that's also insane because that is a drop in the bucket for so many people. It is so little money. I just watched this documentary called Inside Job and it was, um, Matt Damon was the voice of it. And it was incredible. It was about the first, it was about the bubble and the recession and 2007, 2008 and all of the loans and all of what Wall Street did and how how the government, how everyone conspired against the people to steal. <laughs> like, anyway. And it was an inside job and it's just so funny. that Anyway, yes, so I'm looking at that and that they've got, you know, CEOs that are, there was a loophole that George Bush the older George Bush put into practice where something about when you sell a company or something, anyways, the CEO didn't have to pay taxes on this thing and saved $50 million, $50 million, personal dollars. And it's like, you greedy fucks. And I'm sitting here going, oh, $50,000 will provide art and continue this, you know, free speech bastion in the fucking mission because I'm a socialist. And then some guy is siphoning $50 million off. It's like, what the fuck? Anyway... Yeah, and, you know, and, and that's the thing. That's why you have so many people, like expats, you know. There yeah. are people that are actually leaving this country due to it's too expensive, too violent. And plus, you know, they, I mean, thank God we, you know, the election is kind of over, sort of over. But the fact that we had to... We were on the verge of almost losing our democracy, which we still are, you know, but there are a lot more people. And unfortunately, they have to have a little bit of coin uh, in order to move to uh, to another country. And right. plus, there's health care. What's one of the biggest things is health care, because health care is what puts a lot of people in debt. If well, it's not student loans, it's definitely health care. I have no debt. It's, I, I mean, I'm fine. It's, that's the thing is I'm, I just, I just want to know. I want them, I want the email now because I'm tired of this, like, 
this limbo because because I don't have the tools. I don't have healthy tools to deal with this stress, and I, you know, have been I have been using. Uh, I've been drinking. I mean, I had four drinks last night. I mean, it's I've been. It's it's not it's a lot, but it's not a lot, but it's too much, and I and it's but I know that that's why I'm using. I, I like I'm aware. I'm aware that I'm using alcohol as a tool. And I'm trying to forgive myself a little bit for it because the uncertainty is crippling. It could be crippling. I'm trying. I'm trying to face it with bravery, and it's hard. But I'm still waiting, and it's this balance of like, when's when am I gonna know? And so every day, every minute is long and short at the same time. And then I'm like, once I know, then I've got action plans, you know. And I just don't know which. And I don't want to put thought into either one yet because I don't want to waste thought on something that I, I don't know yet. And so I'm just hanging and waiting is like really hard. Yeah. But. I mean, and I just I just got back or when I went to the store uh, earlier today, I was just so amazed at how much things are like butter was almost five dollars. Yeah. That was the cheapest, you know, bread is almost like there's nothing I can buy for under a dollar, two dollars, barely. Yeah. Barely two dollars anymore. Oh and yeah, eggs just, are expensive, milk, all the uh, all the you know, everything went up, yeah. And people talk about inflation, but this is also price gouging. You know, especially when it comes to like a lot of these the these uh oil companies, these foods oh. like a lot of food manufacturers. Um, and then the problem that I have, uh, well, everyone, everyone should have a problem with price gouging, but the problem is these people are not going to be held accountable for that price gouging. But it, is, it, it, it comes from the oil. The only reason that our groceries are more expensive right now is that they have to be transported via truck and the trucks take oil and the oil is expensive. And that's yep. why prices have gone up is that that gas is motherfucking $6 a gallon in a lot of places. And so that just jacks up the prices of everything. Anything that's not local is going to cost more just because of the petrochemicals involved. It's sad, but that's, you know, real. But that's why in other places, if you know, if it's more farm to table, everything's right there. So you don't have to. Anyway. Well, the United States is falling apart and I would like to stay here and be part of the solution and part of the, you know, but I don't think, I don't think this country wants me. And that's the interesting thing is that I have so much value. I feel like I have value in Greece. Like they want me there. Like I can, like my skills will be valued and there's lots of skills I have that can fit in to whatever they're doing over there. And, uh, you know, or or I can keep. I'm fine either way. But e- or if I stay, I'm gonna. You know, I'm always. I've always been a hustler. I'll still hustle here in this stupid, expensive city and fight the man. You know, and try to. You know, I don't know. Free speech. <laughs> Speaking of free speech, have you been paying attention to anything that's going on in politics? No, God, no. Barrel of whiskey submerged. <laughs> I, the only thing I. I mean. Tell me, because if I find it depressing, that's wonderful. It's just another reason to leave, I mean, other than the whole Roe v. Wade thing. Okay, so, well, actually, that's what got the young Gen Z vote. So, shout out to the Gen Zers. They came out and drove 18 to 29-year-olds. Basically, 70% voted Democrat. 
due to the student loan uh, forgiveness, which is put on pause due to that stupid fucking judge in Texas. But the majority of young voters came out. Now, uh, Democrats do hold the Senate. It was supposed to be a red wave, as most of these Republicans were excited for. That failed. But again, that was by a slick margin that we barely got into the Senate. But we still have one more race in Georgia. So uh, Nevada, that turns blue uh, for Senate. Uh, Cortez, uh, I think Senator Cortez her, is her name. She won. Uh, and then for the governor race in Arizona, uh, that turns uh, blue Whoa. over this crazy Trump lady. Uh, what was her name? Carrie Cuntface, whatever. She lost. Wow. Uh, some, yeah. Katie Porter, who is one of my favorite congresswomen here in California, she... I think they're still counting that race. Her district is heavily Republican. And so she was almost about to lose her seat. I don't think she is. I think she's uh, holding on to it. Um, and then we still have the Senate race in Georgia under uh, Warnock and uh, Hershey Sellout Walker. Uh, so that is on December 6th. So basically, uh, let's see, I'm looking at Katie Porter. Okay, so Katie Porter looks like she's at 50.6% under Scott Brawl, who's a Republican, 49.4%. She's up ahead, so there's 80% reporting. So it looks like she might still have her keep her seat. So sh- I love Katie Porter, so shout out to her. Well, but, it, but I mean, does it even matter because how—, how I guess the states can matter because they're, but the Roe v, but uh, specifically to Roe v. Wade, because if it's a federal, if it was the Supreme court, it kind of doesn't matter who's in the, who's in the Congress seats. It it matters because the Senate can put in judges and especially in the circuit court. It matters. Oh. Now there is a possibility that we might not get the house um, by a slim margin. They're still counting votes on that. Um, I think you have to get to 218. So, but um, there's still a lot of uh, votes that are out there. They're still counting in different races um, a week later. So, but if the Republicans do get in, it's going to be a very, very slim margin. So, the House is a tight race. We do have the Senate. So, with that being said, Democrats put in some fucking judges. Yeah, right. Uh, so that is where we take the power. And then on top of that, the Senate does have a little bit more power. So if we do get Senator Warnock in, that'll put us at 51. So that way we won't have to worry about bitch-ass cinema, uh, uh, Christian cinema, or uh, mansion to hold us up or vote down any other things that the Democratic Party wants. Right. Because so, nothing's been. We gotta get, I, no we gotta get Warnock in, so what it's is, still not over. What has Biden been doing? What is he doing? Is he doing anything? Um, he's sleep. <laughs> I mean, I just haven't seen. I mean, I, there's just no presence at all. Because I, I mean, I'm sort of like floating in the gestalt, right? Like I don't actually pay attention to anything, but I don't really stare at my phone or you know. There's like, I mean, I imbibe the world around me, but I don't. 
immerse myself in anything in particular. So I kind of get the feeling of everything, right? Like the vibe of what's going on. And he's not even in the vibe. He's like not even, not a thought in anybody's head, let alone his own. So like what, what the fuck? Why is it that, you know, when Trump was president, he did all this shit and then it didn't help any of us. It just helped the rich people or the people, I don't know who it helped, but everyone's like, let's do what he wants. And right now, but we don't, there's nothing happening. Like, there's a lot of things that are happening. But here's the problem the Democratic Party, and I'll say this time and time again, are fucking terrible at marketing. Huh. For example, what you just said, it, if they, if they would have had their platform more on Roe v. Wade, which some, a lot of the candidates, that's why some of these camp, Democratic candidates won, because they use their platform about Roe v. Wade and student loans. The Democratic Party does not do that. And instead of calling talking about inflation and where how it's go you know, not blaming us on it, they didn't they didn't message that. That's why everything was like such a slim margin for uh, for us to keep the Senate. You know, and you know, unfortunately this is what Biden said and I quote, he said he will not change anything. A reporter asked him last week, you know, with every, you know, with you guys, you know, with everything coming to a slim margin, would you change anything on the process of how you've been running your presidency? And he said, no, that's a problem. You know, we are trying to we are trying to keep democracy on top of that and our wound and get these fucking racists out of office. Now, unfortunately, there are a lot of election deniers that did win a lot of these Congress, uh, uh, a lot of these Congress seats. So, but the Republican Party right now is eating itself, and I'm enjoying it. You have a lot of people who are turning on Trump. Please watch the fight. Grab your popcorn and grab your wine because there is a lot of Republicans in fighting. But is it? You have now a lot of the donors. Trump is trying to basically this week. Trump is going to announce his candidacy for running for 2024. But he can't. Oh Let no, he's run. only he he can't though because I guess no because he only had one term. No, he can run. Yes, he and can so run. you can't and have he, more than two terms. Is the thing that is correct? He's only had one. I want him. He's to run. gonna run. That's so gross. That's I so think gross. It's great that he's going to win. You know why? Because he's going to lose <laughs> again. There's so many people that are turned off of Trump, even the Republican Party. Now, they say that now because they lost they lost the House and the Congress back in 2018. They lost the presidency in 2020. They lost the Senate and a lot of these governor, uh, the governorship of a lot of these states because Trump endorses bad candidates. So they're a bunch of fucking losers. Hmm. So now you have the Republican Party slowly turning on Trump. And a lot of the donors now wanting to give their money to, to Satan, huh. who is, and now the Satan and Trump, Trump is fighting with the Satan, DeSantis, who is the governor of Florida. Fuck that, fuck that guy. He's just a younger, bolder version of Trump. Gross. And, you know, which is even scarier because he's younger, you know, so... But they're isn't putting... Trump being isn't he still on trial for like war crimes with the January sixth? Not that, war crimes. Or like, war. he's under investigation for like but treason because he incited a riot. Like it's like 
such he's behavior unbecoming of a president. We, we can we can impeach him before he even becomes a president. That's so hyperbolic and inflammatory. Well, that's why a lot of people are saying the reason why he's running is to avoid these investigations. Oh, because you can't investigate so the president? that's another reason why wow. he's running. And plus, he's, he's, believe it or not, all those lawyer debt fees that he's stocked up, this is what he just did. The Republican Party had to call him out. So there's the election still going on between Herschel Walker and uh, Warnock in Georgia. So there's fundraising going on. So they just found out recently, and the, uh, Trump had to change it. For people who wanted to donate to help with uh, Herschel Walker's campaign, you know, say he wanted to uh, donate $100. Well, under Trump's foundation to help with that uh, Walker campaign, 90% of it out of that $100 that you were going to donate $90 of it was going to go to Trump, Whoa. $10 of it. So any funds that you were to donate to help uh, Walker with the campaign fundraising, most of it was going to go to Trump. They just changed it last week or late last week to 50-50 because they're like, wait a minute. They're giving the majority of the money to Trump but, when it's supposed to be the majority of the money is supposed to go to Walker and his campaign. So that's also that's actually great news on our end because now they are seeing some of these people who are donating that he's being called out. Well, he's but the cultists are still holding him. on. Yeah. The cultists, his followers are still holding on, but the donors are backing away, and some of his uh, the people and some of the Trump loyalists are backing away as well. Well, good. I'm just I just think that his. That it, we, I don't think he should even... I think he should be in jail right now. I can't believe that... Even for assault. Even for the grabbing by the pussy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This guy, I can't believe we're electing these leaders. That's why... I mean, it doesn't even... The world right now, it doesn't even seem real. It's... I mean, well... My world is kind of like hanging in the balance. And so everything is very, you know, tenuous and important. But things are fucking scary, man. Children are yeah, stealing are. toilet paper. People are overdosing on the street. Like, there's shit everywhere here in San Francisco. And it's the holidays approaching. Holidays, layoff of the tech people. Like, Jesus Christ, what the fuck is happening to the city? And I mean, and a panini is still $18. Come on. That's, that's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's crazy. And then on top of that, with the holidays coming up, people are still trying to recover. Like, COVID is not over, ladies and gentlemen. This is, you know, we walk That's around mask-free and a little bit willy-nilly. I still get tested on a regular basis. But the, the, the remnants of 2020 are still here. We see that people are still struggling. Hence yeah. why you saw those children stealing toilet paper right. instead of toys and candy. Right. Stealing necessities just to get by. Yeah. That says a lot. You see... Uh, robberies and, and and burglaries are still up, not in just in the city, but nationwide, because people are still de- so de- still desperate. Food, like yeah, desperate on. people are desperate, and I and desperate people make are unpredictable, desperate. and unpredictability yes, desperate. is the scariest thing, and we're facing the future, an unpredictable future together, and then if. 
if we don't trust each other, I don't trust anybody. Oh my God. Like there was a person today and he was trying to set up a tent on the street and I was walking to the bus and he was just kind of yelling and saying things that weren't very nice. And, and uh, you know, he made like kind of a, a gesture that I was just trying to sort of ignore and, and be like, you don't, in my head thinking, you don't scare me. This is fine. I can just walk right by you. This isn't a big deal. But still it's like, that's happening every day, multiple times to me where there's somebody who's exhibiting unpredictable behavior on the street. And this world right now is scary and desperation is not, a, is the worst cologne. And yes, so I'm, I agree. it's, I'm nervous about what's happening in the United States. And I, you know, I trust people in other, I, man, I trust Greece. I like those people. <laughs> I, I really do. And do I trust San Franciscans? No, no. No, I mean, it, it, it's just like it's you know the thing is like this city. I mean, it's been expensive since I've moved here back in 2013, and it's I'm listening to people who have been here 20, 30, 40, 50 years that say this city has kind of not changed or it's changed for the worse. I haven't heard anyone say, oh. San Francisco's changed for the positive. Oh, it's gotten better. All I've heard within the past, you know, especially since COVID, is that this city has gotten worse. Knowing that even in 2013, this city wasn't the shit then. <laughs> so, you know, and that's why you do have, and I think with a lot of these layoffs in the tech industry, that's also going to hurt the city too. Because yeah. unfortunately... And we've talked about this many times over. The city only depended on one demographic, which was the tech industry, which yeah. you should never put all your eggs in one basket. Yeah, I'm putting all my eggs industry. in one basket. And now that you're seeing, I, I don't know if it's a, a tech bubble that's about to burst or what have you, but I'm reading, hold on, uh-oh, Uh, 11,000 employees are laid off from Meta. 11,000. Yeah, but they all got stock. They've all have stock options and they're fine. They're rich not people. Everybody. I'm not Well, not everybody, but I'm not really worried about people that worked at Facebook. I mean, well, it's, I think I that it, I think all of those I jobs am. were a bubble because no one's actually doing anything with all of these internet companies that they're just passing around information. It's just a bunch of people passing around memos. There's so much redundancy. It's like, pfft, let them go. Well, I don't I don't feel that way because a lot of these people are younger. A lot of these people, I mean, again, Meta, it is the devil, uh, but also at the same time. So the reason why he had to lay off these people is because he created this stupid, stupid, like, robotic, uh, let's see. Mark Zuckerberg laid off all these people due to the fact that he um, came, well, the investors, number one. And then number two, he decided to um, create some kind of, like, other product and what have you. I forgot what it was. Um, didn't go anywhere. So with that being said, his greediness 
his incompetence cost people their jobs, not them, but him. And same, I mean, what's going on with Twatter? I I don't like Twatter. I really don't. Well, didn't so I hope it didn't go Bezos down just flames. buy it? Jeff, huh? Jeff Bezos just bought it, didn't he? Oh, honey, no, Elon Musk. Oh, is. Elon Musk. I get those two confused all the time. No, Elon Musk is the fucking devil. Well, so, but and, uh, what's the difference what's the, between Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk? One of them is uh, Jeff Bezos Elon is Musk Amazon. Is the Afrikaner whose dad uh, owned uh, mines in South Africa who dealt with human trafficking. Wow. Um, well, he's the Tesla Elon guy, Musk right? Elon Musk is a piece of shit. Uh, Jeff Bezos started his company through the bottom up. I'll give him that, but he's also a piece of shit. Um, Elon Musk had daddy's money started, uh, that started him off. Huh. Why, why, why do I get those get two confused? Wrong. They're both bad people, but I'm just saying Elon is a lot worse. Huh. And especially with how what's going on at Twitter. Like, he fired a bunch of people not knowing that he needs these people. <laughs> You know, he doesn't know how to run a company. He doesn't know how to run anything. You know, Jeff Bezos is, I think Elon Musk wants to be like Jeff Bezos, but Jeff Bezos is a little bit smarter. But they're both trying to go to space, right? Yes, they are both trying to go to space. I see, like, I know Uh, so little. That's the funny thing about the way I figure out information around me is that I just don't, I I just sort of, like, you know, uh, like I'm a plant, like I'm a photosynthesizing and I sort of pick up all of the things. So that's why Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos to me are like the same person. They're like rich guys that own companies that are stupidly wealthy and are doing dumb things. Like instead of building schools and help building hospitals and helping people, they're trying to go to space. It's like, fuck you guys. The earth is falling apart. Can you, can you lend a hand? You billionaire? Anyway. Yeah, and then Elon Musk is uh, the richest man in the world, so he's richer than Jeff Bezos. Wow. So, But he's a fucking idiot. But with that being said, people have been quitting Twitter, which good for them. Uh, He's been firing people at Twitter that he needs. He just comes in like a a dictator Mm. and just, like, fires everybody. Which, you know, and a lot of people, you know, he, he's charging people $8 for the blue check mark, which has become a fiasco where companies, this insulin company, <laughs> someone posed as this uh, insul- uh, insulin company and said that now all insulin is just a dollar, which was great. That was great that someone basically used that insulin company and posted and <laughs> um posted that and then the insulin company had to say we apologize this was not us uh we apologize for the misrepresentation which is kind of fucked up because well it would be nice if they charged only a dollar for insulin not 99 dollars right it should be free i mean if someone has diabetes also because type 2 diabetes was basically given to us by our own government because of the corn syrup in uh you know Mm -hmm. because of the excess corn and what we do and how we I mean when I have my joke about I'm 72% Trader Joe well I am though like that's we are we literally are what we eat and if we were if we're fed pop tarts it's like no wonder we have diabetes and obesity and sugar addiction and I don't even know what else cancer (laughs) (laughs) 
anyway. Well, that's what's going on. Ready? Are you going to be doing anything for Thanksgiving? Um, I don't know yet. I think, so I can't really make plans until I know what's going on with this grant. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't want to... I don't want to dis- I don't want to make any plans because I don't want to have to break any plans because I don't know what's happening, and I have no and I and I know how I'm going to react to this grant. Either way, I'm going to face it with like bravery and excitement for the future. That you know, now I'll know. I'm either starting a new adventure, or I'm you know doubling down and continuing the good work here. And either way, that's fine. Um, but I just want to know. So. So I'm going to try not to drink tonight. <laughs> I'm um, resting my liver for a moment. Yeah. Because, you know, due to a lot of vino verde and mm-hmm. beer and mm-hmm. all that fun stuff. So Vacation. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you had an amazing time and you're wonderful and I'm so glad you're back. I enjoyed all of your pictures. You looked so happy and effervescent and amazing. Thank you, yeah. and I hope to be back in studio really soon. Good, good. I um, I will be out of town next week because this. I will be out of town again. That's super cool. I but mean, I'm super jealous. That's really neat. That first week of December, in studio. Sweet. You know. Yeah, I will count the minutes. The jet lag is still lingering. Oh, I bet. <laughs> I'm sure. You just got in. You just got in last night. It's crazy. The and and the culture shock of getting back home. I'm sure. It, every time I come back, it's like it feels. Things look different. It feels different. It's like yes, everything's the same, but you're different. You know, that's weird. Totally. That's exactly yeah. what it is. It's yeah. just like I feel a little bit different. And you know, you've been like you know, it was your what second or uh, third time going to Greece. Third time. So yeah. it was just like kind of. You, you didn't feel like a tourist anymore. You felt like you know stuff about this journey, right? Yeah, it, absolutely. Well, yeah, I understand, the, I understand the metro like the back of my hand. I love their fucking, their metro system is fantastic. Their buses and their, and their, all of their public transportation is, one does not ever need a car. And if I do ever want to get any sort of motor vehicle, it will be a motorcycle. But I also have no idea how to ride one. So maybe that's not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway. Well, you're the best, and I'm ha- happy. Thanks, killing, and uh, we will we will see each other soon. Very very soon, and then we need to catch up on. Uh, we didn't even talk about Phoenix Day. Oh my gosh, be- <laughs> that's true. Oh my goodness, which was a glorious time. It and was. We'll do it yeah, again. it was. I'm so happy with everything. The festival was great. I mean, that's why I've kind of been not taking it easy, but I'm not. I mean, because I'm working, I'm doing so much comedy, it's insane. But I'm, you know, I've dialed back from the station for a second until I um, find out about the grant. So, because I don't want to put in, I don't want to put in extra work if it's not going to be for anything. You know, it's almost like I don't even want to clean because I'm like, well, if I have to dump it anyway, who fucking cares? Anyway, um. But everything's going to be great. And if I move to Athens, Greece, it'll be so fun because you can, every time you go to Portugal, you can come to Athens too. <laughs> right. So uh, and I've Athens. never been to Greece if I always wanted to go. Oh my God. It's so good. And then come during the summer and we can go to the islands that have the free camping. Oh my God. It'll be so amazing. 
to like that, I... yeah um okay well i love you and i'll talk to you soon and have the best week ever and uh yeah oh someone else is is boom beeping let's see what happens here um okay bye love Mutiny Radio. Hello. Hello, this is Mutiny Radio. Hey, I was just wondering what time the sign-ups are for the open mic. Oh, for OMG, um, the show starts at 6, and um, the host will be there probably like between 5.30 and 5.45, and it's show up to go up, so whenever you get there is whenever you sign up. And it's okay, two-for-one two, two well drinks. Woo! Sweet. Okay, see you later. Bye. Thanks. Look at that. I got to plug my I got to plug my thing. I have no idea where the phone number is attached to the wherever that person called from. I have no idea what's happening with promotion. If I get that grant, I'm telling you I'm going to change some things around here. I'm going to learn how to do some stuff. Okay, that's not true. I'm going to pay some people to do some things that I don't know how to do. How about that? Instead of like I, you know, that's what I've always said. I just want to do what I'm good at, you know, and just focus on that and not have to deal with all the other stuff that I'm not good at. You know, that's it. Just want to do what I'm good at because I feel like I'm good at it and I like doing it. And so why can't I? And it's serving and helping other people. You know, I don't know. I'm such a narcissistic whiner. Thanks, everybody, for joining us today on the show. Next week will be different, won't it? Everything will be completely different after I find out this decision either way. That's the thing about life, man. I guess it's just, it's exciting. You know, I have to face it with bravery and try to mask it with as few drugs as possible. But man, feeling feelings is hard and anticipation and anxiety. But I'm dealing with it. I'm going to be okay. Look both ways before crossing the street. No more choking hazards. Okay, bye everybody.
This is the Found Round Sound Show. John Cutter, Bobby Radford.
realize that these have all been instruments that are sounded by being struck. You have probably invented your own percussion instruments without realizing that they had a name as a group, such as beating the cover of a pot with a stick. shepherd sitting in the shade of a rock, watching his sheep, and lazily breaking a reed and blowing through it. And he broke a second reed, a little shorter than the first, and he heard. Then a third, shorter one was broken off. Finally, he had a group of them. He put them side by side, closed the bottoms, and blew across the tops.
addition of mechanical blowers and pipe stoppers to replace the human lungs and fingers. This will always remind me of my particular past. Hold it, hold it right there.
Woodblock, and you haven't mentioned my name once. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't notice you. You look more like a block of wood than an instrument. I'm possibly the most important instrument in the entire percussion section. Listen. Said the woodblock to the triangle, it's very plain to see that you're not very versatile, not half as much as me. The sound you make is rather weak. I guess it's just as well that you can't go. You sound more like a bell. Said the woodblock to the kettle drums, you're hard upon the ears. You make more noise than 20 boys or 50 bombardiers. The sound you make is awfully loud, and so I must assume that you can't go, cause you can only Said the woodblock to the symbols, you're bright and shiny.
17 
day Emma would go out searching for that play That never, ever came away You know, sometimes she'd come home so depressed I'd hear her crying in the back room Feel so distressed And I'd remember back when she was fine To the words that used to make Emmeline come alive It was Emmeline Emma, Emmeline I'm gonna write your name high on that silver screen Emmeline Emma, Emmeline I'm gonna make you the biggest star this world has ever seen
Roast battles coming up, so we wanted to remind you why you like watching comics tear into each other in the first place. So we decided to compile the 10 best burns in the last two seasons. Enjoy. Tony, the only time you've ever made a pussy wet is when you drowned a bag of cats. The heat on that burn can melt armor. And it did. He had to bring that costume back within an hour. Jimmy, you look like you worked at Hogwarts, which is what girls get when they f you. Have you had Hogwarts? No, but I have fucked Jimmy. What do Leah and the Armenian genocide have in common? They're both too ugly for America to recognize. You might come to Rose Battle to see comics tear into each other, but you stay for the incisive political commentary. You know what? That one brought awareness to a very important issue also. Which Love is? that joke. Armenian genocide. What's so important about that? No fucking clue. You look like if Michael Moore got gangbanged by Juggalos. I'm just glad Abe Lincoln was alive to hear that. <laughs> Hasn't Michael Moore been gangbanged by Juggalos? <laughs> You know what? I think he's doing a documentary about that. <laughs> I didn't know much about Olivia, so I went to her website, which is called oliviaisfunny.com. I know. <laughs> if she can call her website oliviaisfunny.com, I can call mine Todd is really tall and has a full head of hair.com. Todd's so easy to roast that he couldn't resist doing it to himself at the end there. <laughs> 
Todd's been roasting me my entire career, so fuck him. <laughs> Nobody will. <laughs> this is Pat's pussy so fat it's got pleats. And it's like a coal mine in Chile. There's 70 people at the bottom of it thinking they're gonna die. Oh man, I miss Ralphie. Ralphie May. Hats off to you, buddy. Roast in peace. You look like MTV2 became a man. See, kids? The key to a good roast joke is specificity. Who else but Anna could think of an MTV2 bird? Anybody who's ever watched Celebrity Deathmatch <laughs> 15 years ago? Me? Kurt likes to brag that he's in an open relationship. And by that, he means all the cases against him haven't been closed yet. The real joke is the idea that anyone would date Kurt. Actually, there was so much sexual tension during that battle, they were banging in the green room afterwards. Oh, that's why it smelled like that. Matt's a lot like the food at my work. He's about to get served by a Mexican. Matt's never eaten us out of a country club, so who knows if he even got that joke. You're right. Probably didn't even get it. You know, people are asking me tonight if I'm going to put Sarah in her place. She's a 38-year-old woman in comedy. There isn't one. <laughs> Fuck, man. A big shout-out to all the roasters for not crying on stage. Seriously, those were harsh. <laughs> and the Bellers have set a pretty high bar. But we promise season three will bring even more <laughs>
Shipyard, heavy metal sandblast, face mask, the 
for joining us on that journey right now we started this last hour of music with the brand new Nas Michael and Quincy King's Disease 3 after that we heard Key and Chase the Money with Roland These Hands the new album Three's Company Murs the Grouch and Reverie that track was Where I'm From Dev Morrison with Guaranteed Sort by Knowledge Alex Reese with Pulp Fiction New music from Mikos to God That was Breathe off his new Astro Bounce project MC Paz Woo Off the upcoming album Through Time Out everywhere this December Keep your eyes peeled for that Little Miles Davis, Backseat Betty off the live album, We Want Miles. that you have lied and you are going back 